Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 25 of the Genesis Gems podcast. I am the host, one of the co-hosts, Nick Stevens, and with me this week is Aaron Hickman. What's up, man? Hey, not much. How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Playing some uh, Genesis games. This this was an obscure one, I thought. Uh, Shadow Blasters. That was kind of a, a shock. I'd, I've never even heard of this game, so it's going to be a fun episode today. I, I think we uh, kind of stemmed some of the uh, interest of some of the listeners. Some of the guys went out and actually bought this game just to play it along with us, so that was really cool. But um, anyways, let's, let's just jump right into this format. Um, what's a Genesis Gem and how we define it? Uh, Genesis Gem is that quintessential game you got to have for the system. And then this podcast, we talk about one Genesis game an episode, define it as a gem, if it's good, and if it's garbage. One of the three classifications. Uh, if you'd like to connect with us, man, I'm just moving along here. Uh, <laughs> if, you'd like to, if you'd like to connect with us, check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Genesis Gems Podcast. Uh, we do have an actual link for the Facebook group. I was able to find like a real link and uh, give it a name. So go join our Facebook group. It's getting a lot of uh, a lot of activity right now. I know uh, myself and Aaron were both both very active on there. And you can check us out at facebook.com/groups/genesisgems. Um, if you'd like to send us an email, you can check us out at genesisgemspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at gengems, and we are on iTunes and we are on Stitcher. So uh, yeah, that was a quite a long intro there, Aaron. The uh, the <laughs> The group seems to be going pretty well. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's going great. We've got some uh, new blood in there, uh, and you know we're getting more listener feedback. And we really appreciate it. So thank you. Absolutely. And I've, I've again, we, we we thank everybody for just coming in there and just kind of hanging out with us. Uh, hope to get some more people in there. I know there's some uh, folks who are on our Facebook page uh, that haven't quite uh, joined the group yet. So uh, if you're inter- interested in that, please just go check that out. Facebook.com/slash/groups/slash/genesis/gems. Um, one item of listener business, I wanted to give a big shout out and thank you to our buddy Josh Witt uh, from the Turtle Flakes podcast. He left us an iTunes review, so we really appreciate that, Josh. Uh, he actually said that this podcast is fun and family friendly. He learned both about Genesis staples as well as obscure gems with plenty of laughs along the way. So uh, Josh has actually been on the show a few times, so we appreciate that. I feel like that's kind of cheating sometimes when the guys <laughs> on Josh your show. Up, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Josh wouldn't say that if he didn't mean it. <laughs> but uh, again, if you guys would like to... S- do us a favor, you know, we, we are bringing this to you free. Uh, we really appreciate iTunes reviews. That really helps our, uh, just the overall sense of the podcast with uh, it being on the iTunes page and just kind of getting, especially if it's five-star, we really appreciate those. But uh, if, if you want to ever do anything for this podcast, that that's one thing you could definitely do. So uh, with that, Aaron, man, I'm just jumping around everywhere. We're going to go on to the next <laughs> topic. This will be a little bit more organic. I feel like I'm a robot right now. I'm just going over my, no, my outline. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but the next topic, uh, the next segment of the show is called Sega Snippets. Test one, two. Sega. Now it's time for Sega Snippets. So Aaron, uh, I haven't really checked out any Sega news, but uh, one thing I have been doing, I started playing Shinmu again, which happens oh, awesome. about three times a year. And... Um, I had a blast playing it. I'm I'm at the part right now where I'm trying to find this guy named Charlie. He's a motorcycle guy. So oh, I thought you were looking for a sailor, maybe. A sailor, yeah, a sailor. <laughs> you know that know that yeah. meme yeah. where it's like, "Have you seen any sailors?" <laughs> All I'm the looking vo- for sailors. <laughs> <laughs> the voice acting so good, but uh, I, what I love about that game is I kind of have to wait around town until um till nighttime when Charlie's you know he's around bars so I just go into the arcade and play Space Harrier which I had a blast that's, on that <laughs> that's awesome that's what I love about that game I haven't gotten to play it much but that is a fantastic feature being able to play those uh classic arcade games I think there's like three that you can play and I like that and maybe Fantasy Zone yeah I'd, Space Harrier Super Hang On and uh 
know there's a bunch of like little QTE games you can practice up on. Oh yeah, I like yeah. uh, quick time events, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I I had a blast on that. I think I had one of my highest scores ever on that game, um, right there <laughs> in the uh, the uh, arcade. So that was kind of neat. But um, other than that, I've been pl- I've been playing a little bit of the game we're going to cover next time, which I'm not going to give that away. I spent a little too much money on that game, as <laughs> uh, over thirty dollars, which I usually do not spend that much money on a Sega game. But uh, it was it was worth it. We'll we'll get into that later. Yes, but, uh, it is totally worth <laughs> it. And <laughs> I'm going to shut up and not say anything about that game. <laughs> and that's the end of that because uh, I have been playing it also. But uh, I guess for me, uh, I, we were both invited to be on the Retro, Re- we, uh, Retro Rewind <laughs> podcast. It's a tongue twister. And I know you couldn't make it, but I was able to make it on there. And we ended up talking about Sonic 2. And uh, I actually spent some time playing Sonic 2 again. I've got a copy of the game. Uh, I played it as a kid. loved it. Played it again here. I uh, actually beat it. I got the you know the good ending where you get all the chaos emeralds and you yeah. get to play Super Sonic and uh, yeah. Oh man, tons of fun. Lots of nostalgia with that one. Um, so and and every time I boot that game up, my daughter Katarina, she's like one years old. And, you know, she's about sixteen months, and she'll go Sega. <laughs> it's the cutest thing ever. And I I uploaded a little video of it to uh, Genesis Gems group. Thought uh, you guys would appreciate it. Yeah. yeah besides that, I know you had said Shenmue. Uh, I I don't think I mentioned it last episode, but I started playing Yakuza mm-hmm. on the uh, PS2, and that's kind of like a it's almost like a spiritual successor to Shenmue, uh, except of course it's in Japan. Uh, but it has that open world mixed with a beat 'em up feel to it that is just awesome. Uh, it's definitely not one you can play around the kids, though. There's <laughs> definitely some... Uh, the first game especially, because it's it's dubbed into English, there's uh, a lot of cursing in it. The games after that, though, are all in Japanese, and they're all subtitled. So, uh, you know, as long as you don't know Japanese, <laughs> I guess it's okay. <laughs> but, uh, you know, cool game, too, where you can just kind of wander, wander around and, and uh, you know, you can play the uh, Sega crane machine, which is hilarious. Have you ever... <laughs> got into like a convenience store and seen one of those the ufo catcher not not the actual sega one but yeah that's yeah I've, I've seen a yeah i've seen a sega one a few times uh it's pretty cool that's awesome so but, for 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 yakuza do you have to um kind of start from the beginning of those games like from part one or you, is it something you can jump right into i think you can jump into it and the great thing about them is that each game if you haven't played the one before like i have yakuza 4 on ps3 and in that game, you can watch movies that kind of detail the storylines from the previous games. So I th- I think you can jump right in. You know, you miss some backstory, but you can catch up on all that if you want. Like, I, <laughs> I spent an hour doing that in that game. And I was like, you know what? I think I just want to go back and play the first game anyway. <laughs> just to see, you know, the progression. But they pretty much all play very similar. You, you know, there's incremental upgrades in each. Yeah. I have a bad habit of wanting to always start from the beginning of a series. Yeah. So uh, what I've been doing here lately, because I don't have time to start from the beginning of a series, if you want to know what the backstory is, there's plenty of videos out on YouTube for about any game you can think of. Just go out there and watch the stories. I know, speaking of Shinmu, they did that with the second version, because it came out on Xbox, and uh, it came with like a DVD movie of all the cutscenes from the first game, which was... <laughs> yeah, mis- I do remember that. Oh, it was miserable to sit through, to be honest, with the bad yes. voice acting and... You know, not actually getting to play the game, so but uh, yeah, you can definitely check was, all that out. 
what was funny um not retro but assassin's creed that series like i played the first game and i was just like i never want to play this yeah. game again and so i was like i ended up watching youtube videos just to catch up on the storyline the storyline was good and it was like by the time you get to two it actually starts getting good but that that happens with series sometimes. Like I wouldn't recommend starting like if you were playing like the Streets of Rage series. I would not recommend playing Streets of Rage three first. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It would be a bad time. Jump right in the Streets of Rage two, honestly. Yes, <laughs> my opinion. Um, but yeah, like like you said with Assassin's Creed, I I tried playing the first one and absolutely hated it. So I, and oh, I never, it's just I, and I never played it. Yeah, and I never played any of the other ones, so I have. They really get n- better, but yeah, one is just so repetitive. Yeah. Okay. I think maybe go try that out again. I know there's a ton of them now, so you definitely, <laughs> you definitely couldn't get bored with it. I'm still no two. Two got a lot better, but yeah, one is just the f- same five things over and over <laughs> and over again. I've got such a backlog. Like I'm just now playing Heavy Rain on PlayStation Three. Just now. I've never played it, oh, and it's I know so people good. Are like check this game out and. Yeah, I'll play it one of these yeah, days. It's it's kind of like your, um, like those Walking Dead games, kind of like the uh, adventure. Lots of story. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're pretty much playing a movie. Quick time events and things yeah. like that. Yeah, oh, the quick. And, and that, uh, that... you show the guy shaving, like the you have to do a motion to shave or something. Oh, it, yeah, and you got to use that stupid, uh, like where you actually move the controller up and down. Six axis. Oh my gosh, I mean that that that's the worst part of the game. I was talking Back in my day. <laughs> I was talking to Michael Kelso. We had the activator. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was talking to Michael Kelso about that game, and uh, I mentioned to him that I replayed this one part like six times just so I could get. Um, it was like in a convenience store, and I bashed this guy in the head with a, a bottle, and I I kept dropping the bottle, and he was like, "Oh, that's that's not the natural way to play it." And I told him, "Well, it's not fair because that stupid motion control is not natural because <laughs> I kept I kept messing it up." So I was like, "That I'm, boy ain't right." Exactly. <laughs> So, but that—that's kind of my. Uh, that has nothing to do with Sega, but that's no a game I'm playing. <laughs> but it should remind you that there's plenty of Sega games to play instead. That's right. There's always <laughs> Sega games to play. <laughs> I didn't actually go out and look at any Sega news, but um, no, yeah. I haven't really seen anything. You know, uh, I I I'll look at eBay sometimes. Like I was looking for the Action Fifty Two cartridge, and I'll look for the you know different prices sometimes just because I want to get back into collecting Genesis games more. I've only got about 10 right now. Uh, and I saw the Action 52 cartridge, and it's going for about um, 35 to 40 bucks, which I still think is way too expensive for yeah. that collection of games. But uh, it's, you know, it's not too bad, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, the prices are just getting ridiculous nowadays. I, I can't really, I don't know, there's first part of me that doesn't want to collect as much as I used to, but you're doing this podcast and... Wanting to get all the yeah. Genesis games kind of It's like either that or get Ember Drive. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's rough. That, this whole collecting business is rough, man. But, uh, you know, I got I could go on about how prices are stupid. And anyways, I, you, you know, and I guess it's just you always need to put the quality of the game in mind. I, I don't mind spending $60 on, like, your current gen games. But for some reason, when I see that price tag on an old Genesis game, I kind of kind of go away. But even though I can have as much fun with as much time with it but i guess it's yeah, just the it, fact that i could get it on my computer <laughs> no no I, I agree with that and um you know paul over on retro obscura the other show i'm on uh he's the same way with saturn games so you know paul will he'll get like a hundred dollar game like shining force three just because he's always wanted to play it. it's like his favorite series and uh you know he'll play it and uh be like all right i beat the game i'm done and he'll go and sell it <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah he's like 
uh, you know, if it's the game, like it, it for him, it's so funny because he collects games and he'll turn around and sell the game if he doesn't think he's going to play it again. And so he's like, I have, he tries to whittle down his collection to games he knows so he'll keep playing over and over again. I, I do that with like current system games like Xbox 360 and PS3, but anytime I buy a classic game, I usually kind of keep it around. But um, yeah. Like I did that with Diablo three. I played that game three or four times through and thought to myself, I'm not gonna play this again. So I sold it. But you know. <laughs> that, that happens. Yep, yep. Especially when you can get some cash out of it still, if it's still in that good price range. Newer uh, games just don't hold their value like older games no, though. Not at all. Not at all. With the with digital distribution, I mean that's a whole other can of worms, but that drives the the value of almost everything down unless they make like some crazy collector's edition like you know Resident Evil 4 Chainsaw Edition <laughs> something like that well and, and the games i do have that held value i don't want to get rid of like uh Zelda Ocarina of Time 3D on 3DS they stopped making those uh the cartridges of those and you yeah, can, I you heard can that sell, one out of print yeah you can sell that for 60 70 dollars easily and i don't want to get rid of that game cuz i love it and i love it yeah. on my i especially love it on the 3DS with the with the new graphics and things so any game I have like that, I don't want to get rid of. Any like you know, actual Nintendo brand games, things like that. You, you just, I don't know, like the Mario's and all that stuff. They they hold their value, but I kind of want to keep those. But yeah, so it's kind of a kind of stinky situation if you want to resell anything. Definitely, definitely. Well, that's kind of Sega snippets for this time. Like I said, we don't have much Sega news, but we're gonna kind of bring you the Sega games we're playing, whether it's Genesis or Dreamcast or Saturn and. Of course, like we did did just now, we'll probably go off topic into other areas, but that's what's good. <laughs> that's happens. what's good about natural conversation. I don't like being a robot on these. I like my outline, but I don't like just reading from it. So, anyways, um, with that, we have an outline. No, yeah, just kidding. did you not get that? <laughs> no, I, I got it. I got the memo. <laughs> got the memo. <laughs> Follow anyway. those uh, TPS reports you wanted to. That's don't right. Worry. Didn't you get that memo? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that Aaron, let's uh, get right into this. Game on, Aaron. Game on, Nick. Game on! Yeah, game on! Sega! Alright, so Shadow Blasters. Now, like we said, this was kind of an obscure, obscure game. This was the pick where we take the app and just kind of give it a crazy spin and uh, land our finger on some random game, and that's what it was, Shadow Blasters. Uh, I don't have any memories of this, Aaron. I don't know if you did. Did you ever play this game before this podcast? No, and it's, it's, it's all because... Um... You know, let's see. I got the Sega Genesis, I think, in 1991 about. I want to say we got the version bundled with uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 1. And this game out, this game came out like a year before that. And it wasn't like one of those archaic versions. Like, you know, I, I remember us having like Altered Beast. I want to say we had Forgotten World, which is a, you know, cool Capcom conversion. Um, you know, we had a few others like... Uh, I'm trying to think, you know, like a few games like Space Harrier 2, you know, some of those games, but this was a more obscure game. It wasn't an arcade title. It was uh, a home release, and I, yeah, I have no memories of playing this at all, and honestly, it wasn't until, gosh, maybe a few years ago that I even knew it existed. Yeah, and when you said it wasn't an arcade game, that actually took me by surprise, because I went out and tried to find, it, you know, if it came out on the on the arcade system because this this is that perfect type of you know coin op type game where you're pumping quarters in to try to get through it especially since there's infinite continues but uh yes. yeah i had never heard of this game so the only game i ever heard by this uh, developer was in sector x so, oh is, i guess the publisher um so yeah, sage's yeah, creation yeah. is the american publisher 
who actually took some of these uh, Japanese developers, small Japanese developers, and took their games and put them out over here. And so you had stuff like Insector X and uh, Devilish and uh, a few other games. Wasn't there a but, fishing, fishing game? Yeah, or- King uh, <laughs> King Salmon. Yeah. Is that what it was called? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like they had like f- maybe five titles. And the developer, Sigma, who worked on this game, the only other credits I could find where they worked together as a team on a game was a game called Zoom, which yes. is almost like a a 3D-ish perspective uh, version. If you've ever played Amadar, where you're trying to fill in boxes and make a line around different boxes around the screen until you yeah. have like, you know, you've filled in the whole screen basically. Um, but yeah, it's, it's Zoom, I think, with an X. And that game came out in like 1988 or 89, like really early in the Genesis lifespan. Yeah, I actually went and watched that game on YouTube because... I looked up the composer of Shadow Blasters, which is Kim Songdong, and it was the same. Um, they also did Zoom. Yeah, 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 and that's the only credit you could find, right? Exactly. On, uh, yeah, Moby Games. Exactly. So I, I kind of listened to that, and I, I enjoyed that too. So, I, and I, I've heard of that game, but I never really played it. So it was kind of a. I saw it once at Funko Land, and that was the only time <laughs> I ever saw it. This was about 15 years ago, and uh, I never saw the game again. But it looked cool. It did. I mean, the, the graphics look very good for you know like a Genesis game, and like you said with, with the lines, really, it, it kind of yeah. reminded me of like sort of like a puzzle game slash platform type thing. So it, it looked interesting. It's definitely something I'm going to try to play one of these days. But um, yeah, we kind of re- went right into the info. Uh, it was uh, it, it was published by Stage Creations, right? And it was developed yeah. by Sig. Okay, by the Sigma. Like yeah, Sig. But Sigma only made two games. That's why it's easy to get confused because um, Stage's Creations would publish like these you know mostly obscure games from small-time Japanese developers and you know the, I think the biggest conversion was uh, in Sector X which was made by Taito or Taito I don't, I don't know I still don't know how to pronounce that <laughs> I'll always say Taito but I don't yeah, think I'm right I'll, either I'll just stick with Taito I guess <laughs> yeah, that's cool yeah, as far as pricing goes for this game well, this game was released in 1990 yeah, if anyone needed to know that uh, the, the average price for this game you can pick up the cart for eight dollars. Uh, the cart and manual goes for ten dollars, and complete in box goes for nineteen dollars. Um, I was actually able, and I mentioned this in the last episode, to pick this up um, with a couple other games uh, for about twenty dollars. I got this, and I got a Biohazard Battle and something else I can't remember now for twenty uh, some dollars. So that was a pretty good deal for me. Uh, I try to buy these games in bulk anywhere on eBay, Amazon—not Amazon, but like anywhere the flea markets try to bundle them together to save a little bit of cash. So. I, I came out fairly well considering what the prices are here. So, um, yeah. Can we talk about that box art a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of that when you first saw that? I, it it kind of threw me off guard a little bit because the gameplay, to me, didn't match the box art. So No, I don't remember uh, a beach at all in this game. <laughs> there are no beach fronts. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that guy's hair doesn't really remind me of anyone from the game either. No, they got it's it's that total American style, and there's more of an American thing going on, which I know you'll mention later. But <laughs> yeah, where it's like, okay, they've got a guy in the background that looks kind of like a wizard, and then um, this guy in the front, he's got like a white, uh, I don't know what you would call it, like a pompadour. No, <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's like a slick back mullet. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, and he has that little headband like uh, Hulkamania used to wear back in the 80s, which kind of cracks me up. I don't know if that was any of a... Uh, that could have been of inspiration for that character, too. <laughs> you know, brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, of course, he's shooting a fireball out of his hand, and then uh, you get the monk in the background with that giant beard, which was great. But, uh, yeah, it was it was definitely... I was expecting more of a beat-em-up type game. You know, and then that kind of goes right into the to what this game is. It's, it's more of a, yeah. like a shoot-em-up type game to me. Um in the vein of Contra kind games of like, like that, yeah, or like um, like the, what I thought it was like Altered Beast, except yeah. it doesn't have fixed scrolling, you know. But you, you're constantly spamming powers. Um, or if you've ever played Mystic Defender, have you ever yeah, played that yeah. one? Yeah, I have. You notice how it has like the and and we'll go into this too, the power up system, where you power up a shot. But you're you know you're walking around platforming whatnot and just constantly spamming your abilities. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of. Yeah, I mean, it kind of had the vein of, like you said, Ultra Beast or, like, Last Battle, even though that's kind of considered a beat-em-up, but kind of kind of that simple side-scrolling gameplay in a way. Um, the story of this game is just hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not, I'm not going to read word for word what I've seen on the internet, but basically there's two gods. Uh, one One's bad, Ashura, and one's good, Hyperion, which I thought was kind of a cool name for a god. And uh, apparently, you know, one wants to take control, one wants to save the world, so... The good God has these four fighters. Um, I believe it's Marco, Tiffany, Leo, and Horatio. Yeah, got it. I got it. Sweet, sweet. So, uh, and, and the cool thing about the game, and I know you mentioned this to me before I even realized it, that they're all interchangeable, kind of in the vein of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the Nintendo. You can yeah, you can change them throughout the and game. They can like all that. die <laughs> exactly, and they all kind of carry their health over and stuff. But uh, so yeah, you just you fight through these stages, which. I guess are you traveling in time? Is that part of that? Because like you have like yeah, you know what? Time does not seem like it's a fixed point in this game. Not at all. Because you know you've got these four character classes, these four people who are selected by Hyperion, and you kind of they don't seem like they'd belong in modern day, but like half of the stages in the game feel like they're in a modern day setting. And then the other half feel like they're in a medieval setting. It's kind of interesting. And then you have like one stage that's like off in the future. Like the game does not go to any length to describe why it's like that. Pretty much you get your opening blurb where Hyperion's describing, you know, what's going on. And, you know, sure is, you know, basically the, what, the gods left. And uh, because they were angry with the people, but Hyperion took pity on them. And Ashura, you know, was able to... I guess convert the hearts and minds of people and you know was trying to take over the world and um, it's funny I don't know if you noticed this so you let the game run long enough and it'll actually give you like a little opening cinematic thing yeah did you let you notice it yeah yeah and uh, (laughs) the opening text actually has a typo I noticed so I wrote this down and it's like um, it says Horatio Tiffany Marco, Leo, listen to me carefully. I am Hyperion. Uh, Hyperion, I've come to the earth of defeat the evil Ashura and restore peace. (laughs) 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 Gotta love those typos. But uh, the rest of the game is pretty coherent. Uh, (laughs) A little bit of text (laughs) that's in the game. And then, you know, once you get past that, it pretty much gives you like a character bio for each character. Like, I know two of the characters... uh, You've got uh, Tiffany and uh, oh, what's what's the other guy? 
It's not. Um, oh, Horatio and Tiffany, they both come from like these villages where they learn new ninjutsu. Yes. And so, the, you know, they've kind of got like this shuriken throwing ability and then they've got their own special powers. And um, Leo's like kind of a fencer, right? Yes. Yeah. So he's like a, a fencer type character. But he and uh, I noticed he and and the other guy, Horatio, really have like that really poofy hair. <laughs> Makes me think of like a, a samurai or I don't know how you describe it. Just like super poofy hair that makes their hair almost look girly yeah um it reminded me of what's her face from mortal kombat was it shiva i don't maybe not shiva. It's, it's <laughs> maybe. A, with that real bright gray hair I, I think yes she, that's shiva she, okay yeah that's, that's, that's it reminded gray me and of. black hair yeah yeah <laughs> and then um poor uh marco he's just kind of well he's rocking like the the streamlined look with a, a big beard. We'll just say that. And I don't, I don't know why, but he was my favorite. I picked him first. He every, was. Every time. He was my favorite <laughs> too. And I think it's just because he's he's the bruiser. He's the tank in yeah. the game. Like yeah. he feels like he's the strongest character. And uh, just based on when you max him out, he just yeah tears and, things apart. And I don't know what it is about like religious guys. I know he's supposed to be a monk or something. But like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, I love playing monk characters. I do too. And even. Uh, I remember that game, Hunter the Reckoning, for like, Xbox, uh, yeah. PS2. I always That's picked like a the, gauntlet type game. Yeah, right? yeah. I always picked the priest because he had that sweet looking sword with a cross on it. There's something about and clerics. I love being clerics in the, in the games. I mean, so it's I don't know. Maybe it's where I'm a religious guy myself, but I love playing the religious guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Or like uh, even Final Fantasy, I like playing the. Uh, you know, like having like a red mage or some, you know, someone or a paladin, someone who can yes. attack and oh, uh, yeah, the pa- paladin fight match at the same time. Yes, the paladin <laughs> was my favorite character in Diablo too. I, I and it's because uh, they have like a sense of purpose that the other characters don't quite have. Yeah, yeah, because I, I love fighting. I, I love the fighting aspect. That's why I like the paladin in Diablo too, because I always want to be right in the middle of the battle, but something about warriors and barbarians just kind of annoy me yeah yeah <laughs> so getting the paladin i mean you can go out there and do all kinds of cool melee attacks you don't have to like you know, throw holy powers at anybody so I mean, that's yeah you don't have to throw the bible at, no, yeah exactly exactly <laughs> not literally <laughs> but yeah there's just something something cool about that i don't know i've, I've always noticed that i pick those type of guys in games if i have a choice yeah no i i agree with you he's my favorite out of the out of the bunch and i think second favorite's probably Horatio at least until you I don't know I like Horatio just because he has the straight ahead attack at first yeah yeah because I noticed like each character has a different starting attack and his is the only one that's just straight on yeah and that's kind of strange if you ask me that that's We'll get into that later. But that's one of the gripes I have about the game is that there's yeah, and I know one of our listeners had the same gripe, so we'll we'll go to that later. <laughs> oh, um, so as far as uh, scores go, we'll, we'll jump in right to our next section here, the high score challenge. The Genesis Gems High Score Challenge. Did you actually write down your score? I actually wrote down my score this time. Nice. Now, uh, I have to preface this by saying I beat the game on normal, and I had to continue a whole bunch, so I don't remember my score that time. <laughs> but uh, I went back, and I played it on hard, and 
are you counting like if you had to continue can you use the score off your second or third continue yeah whatever whatever okay so whatever like so i beat the game on hard i had to continue three times uh but i got a high score of uh one hundred and eleven thousand seven hundred nice yeah you wiped the floor with me i think (laughs) i think my highest was eighty thousand some and I'm just going to go ahead and give this guy a prize because he's three times in a row our high score challenge guy. So, uh, so Matt Daly, I'm going to just find something awesome and send it to you regardless, <laughs> even if we don't draw your name. But he got 236,400. So nice. congrats, Matt Daly, for the listeners. I know Alex um, over at the uh, group page also posted a high score of about 30,000. So, yeah, so see how easy that is, guys? Just post some high scores. You get a prize like Matt Daly's going to get. And, Matt, man, I promise it's not going to be a dud. I'm going to go to uh, to the game store this weekend and find something unique and uh, send it out, man. So once I get that, I'll I'll ask for your address if you don't care. I won't I won't send anything creepy. So <laughs> there's a there's a few <laughs> listeners who uh, have received things, and we may have sent Matt something. I can't remember. Rob sent out a bunch of stuff too. So, anyways, congrats, Matt. We'll we'll start this thing over next time. But, uh, sent him like a fake spider or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send him like a just a, some weird home video. Just follow me around. <laughs> Oh, there you go. Yeah, get real creepy with this, but <laughs> <laughs> oh. But anyways, we can jump right into sort of the gameplay aspect of this. Um, the internet classified this game as a platformer, which I totally disagreed with. Uh, <laughs> I, I it's saw, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, and I saw that in a couple places. I mean, there are some areas where you have to platform, um, you know, forest level. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. That, to me, that's not a platformer. I kind of considered this a running gun in, in a way. Um, I don't know what you really want to call it, but it's something in between that. It's a hybrid, I would say, of the run. Yeah, it's kind of like the running gun genre, and and then some of the. It, there's not too many tricky platforming sections, but sometimes you'll have like a sinking platform, or you'll have a, a branch that breaks. Yeah. So annoying. <laughs> that was annoying. Um. As far as controls go, uh, your A buttons to shoot, B's to jump, and you have a, a special power, which I, I love that special power because I'd save them all up until the boss, and then I would just completely spam the boss. I'd yeah, switch between all four like, characters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then um, in the options menu, this is pretty unique. Not all games do this. You can actually change the control scheme, uh, one of four different options. So you can have your special be A if you want. Okay. So. It's a cool little thing. That is good. I, I like. I kind of like the default way it was set up. I, I didn't. Yeah. Even, I didn't even think. No, about I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I didn't have to really change. I just thought it was neat. Yeah, that is cool. Um, you know, you, you mentioned stages. There's a very. The, the stages are just varied. You, you have a forest and a city and a future area, and it's it's just very random. Um, you're fighting enemies like. Just, it's like Mega Man style. Yeah. You can pick out of the first six stages. You can pick which one you want. Yeah, so it's kind of like a hybrid of, of uh, Mega Man and the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. But, uh, that's that's kind of cool. It's it's not a uh, so it's not a formula you see a lot. I like I like being able to, to change in between the characters, especially like I just mentioned at, at bosses, you can just kind of spam them with your special power by changing between all four characters. But you know, if your character dies, I mean, that, that that's it until you continue. That's, that's it. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I mean, it's cool to try and see how far you can get to this game without having to continue. Exactly. I, I made it through three stages. That's as far as I could get without having to continue. Did you figure out the gem system? The, no, not at all. No, the, the you know, the power-up system. I, I, I don't know if I figured it out. I, I noticed that my shots were getting a little better as I went, but I, I don't really know 
is can, it, if is you it want, the, I can go into that real quick. Absolutely, because I think like, I had the, to memorize it. Yeah, the, the white, the white power ups and the things. Like yeah, that. so the white is is uh, going to power up your shot, and we haven't gotten into the weapons yet, but we'll just say the white powers up your shot, and you can power it up up to nine levels, and then you keep that level until you die, <laughs> and then uh, you've got a few other colors like the blue actually makes you jump a little higher. And so when you pause the game, it'll say like what your your value is for your jump. It'll say J equals one or something like that or two. And then uh, the red equals how fast you can go. Now, uh, people might complain about this game and say it moves way too slow. Well, that's what that red power... It's kind of like when you first play like Life Force or Gradius, Gradius, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're like, man, my ship moves so slow. It's, it's the same way in this game. Your character is going to move like a brick until you start getting those red power-ups. And by the time, if you get like, you know, five or six red power-ups, man, you know, you're moving really fast. And so it's nice to, you know, you have a a bunch of strategy in this game on who you want to power up first or who you want to, you know, get going fast. Uh, The other few icons you've got, uh, I guess they're called gems or power-ups or whatever, so you've also got an orange one, and that's the problem. The orange and red look almost yeah. the same, <laughs> so you really have to squint your eyes. The orange one actually refills one bar of your health. Yes. And the final one is the key to this game, I think. It's the gray power-up. If you find that gray one, do not let it disappear off the screen, because as soon as you get that gray one, it refills your entire health bar. Yes. And and I didn't realize that till about the third or fourth time I played it. Cause <laughs> yeah, I, it was the second time. I was just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I, I would I would beat the boss and barely have any health left because I I just wasn't very good at some of those patterns of the bosses. And I get to the next stage and just I just thought, well, might as well just use this person and die, see how far I can get with him before I die. And by the time I uh, looked up at my health, it was completely refilled, and I had to kind of <laughs> I had to kind of pay attention next time when I picked up a power up to see what it did. So now, if you're down to one guy, you're not <laughs> you don't really care. You're just like, oh, I'm just gonna pick up all the power ups. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, and I, I tried the strategy where I would uh, pick a fresh guy, and then anytime I saw a health, I would swap out the new guy, or you know, the, the guy who was kind of fatigued. But I, it, it never worked out real well for me. But, yeah, um, it, it is kind of it was kind of tricky to to manage who you were going to be at any given time, and you you really had to know the level because sometimes there's some levels where the enemies kind of fly at you in kind of a parabola pattern. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, they're going up and down, like, really fast. <laughs> and so you're just like, okay, who am I going to use to, you know, for this strategy? And maybe you're like, oh, maybe I'll be the girl because uh, maybe I'll be Tiffany because she's got the power-up that that kind of goes up into the sky. Or, you know, it just depends. Maybe I'm going to be the boomerang guy because you can kind of <laughs> spam out, like, five boomerangs at once and just let them fill the screen. Yeah. And that, that's... I, I don't, I'm not sure if we've touched on that aspect. When you hold down the attack button, it kind of charges, makes like this kind of funny noise, kind of a rumble type thing. And when you release it, it kind of explodes a uh, a much bigger version of your of your shot. So I, I know depending I, on how long you power it up, like yeah. it's kind of like an R type. If you don't power it up all the way, it's going to oh, be a, like a weaker form. Yeah, love R type. <laughs> <laughs> Why was it R type on Genesis? Exactly. Damn. I found R type. I found R type at a Goodwill for fifty cents about a year ago. Well, it was on Master System. Anyways, yeah, yeah it's such a great game. 
Um, and and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that about the speed and kind of bringing up uh, Gradius because I, I hadn't played Gradius in a long time and I, I popped that in here in the past year or so and I thought, good grief, this game is slow. And then as I got more power-ups, I was like, oh, Stuck. yeah, there yeah. we are. <laughs> I, and I kind of had that same feeling with, with this game, Shadow Blasters. I almost wish in this game that it had that power-up system. Uh, I, I think they could have tweaked it more. You know, it would be cool if it had the power-up system from Gradius where it's like, oh, maybe I want to power this up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe I want to have speed versus jumping. Or maybe I want to, you know, power up my actual weapon. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but that's kind of what separates this from that game, I guess. If wishes or fishes, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> very true, very true. So, yeah, I mean, you, you kind of have the same formula throughout each stage. Um, but the, uh, there, there were there was some a few things in each stage that were a little different. Like you mentioned, the forest level, you kind of had to travel up a lot instead of just going right to left. So that was kind of an yeah. interesting thing. And then the, yeah, you had to kind of the the levels they they go you know they're right and go fight you know. All the levels you have to go right, but there's some levels where you kind of have to backtrack to the left a bit, like in yeah. the forest level, where you kind of have to find a path to jump on the branches, and then you kind of go up and over and you know try to kill the birds and whatever's <laughs> yeah. coming towards you. And, and that level kind of reminded me of uh, of like the Iron Sword. Is that what that game was? Yeah, Iron Sword jumping on those branches. Yeah. Oh, so frustrating. And like one would break and you're just like, oh no. I always thought that but, guy looked goofy in that game. I don't know. Oh, he did. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, two dudes. That was a goofy looking game. <laughs> it was fun. But... Yeah, it was a fun game, but man, that sword just kind of kind of waddles it around. Yeah. And yeah, Fabio that... was on the cover. Exactly. When Fabio's on the cover, I mean, we, we have a guy that looks like Hulkamania and Shadow Blasters, but you know, he's... He's not quite Fabio, I guess. No, not yeah. quite. He's <laughs> kind of like a, a goofier version of Raiden. Yeah, yeah. We got a lot of Mortal Kombat references on this game. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but um, you, the, the sprites themselves, I don't know why I'm jumping right into graphics. You, you mentioned that uh, there. Uh, I, I kind of like the style because it reminds me, yeah. um, remind me of the Castlevania games on DS uh, because of the, uh, the characters were, you, you could tell each piece of them their clothing everything but the faces them is blank and I kind of yeah. like maybe I'm weird but I kind of like that style because a lot of those Castlevania games did that throughout the years and it, it was maybe it was just that since I love Castlevania so much kind of emulated that style but I kind of like that I don't know what do you think Aaron yeah no I, I like that it, it almost felt like the this game is kind of on the cusp of the master system in Genesis art style wise because yeah. the like, the height of the characters they almost feels a little more 8-bit than 16-bit in some areas. I mean, by by the time you get to the end of the game, it's like, oh, wow, like, why didn't they do this on the rest of the game? Yeah, it's like, oh, suddenly we have parallax scrolling, or, you know, <laughs> suddenly we have uh, a neat little special effect. It's, it's kind of like, you know, you, you watch a movie or something, and uh, they blow their budget on the chase sequence. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's how I felt about this game, but I, I do like the, the character art. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I mean, as far as graphics go, it wasn't anything like you said. It, it, I felt like it was that strange puberty age for in between the Master System and, and Genesis. But overall, I thought it was was reasonable. I've seen worse games. I've seen better games. Um, yeah, that, it's that, not a terrible game by any stretch in that regard. And I, I feel like that last boss battle was just kind of randomly put in there. I, I, felt, I felt like it was like I felt a, like they, they could have put it, it, they took it from another game or something. Exactly. It, it reminded me of a build-up to like a Power Rangers movie, or a 
TV yeah, show or, or it's like, or yeah, th- and that will bring me to one of my uh, achievements in this game. Also. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, spoiler alert: um, at the end of the game, the two gods battle off. I didn't give them much chance to to turn down their uh, podcast. There, <laughs> spoiler alert: I'm just going to say it. But uh, yeah, the, the two gods battle at the end, which I it took me a while to figure that out. Like I just kept yeah, dying because you run in run right into him right just yeah so i had to this, just disappears yeah i had to do a strategy where i kind of went straight up and then kind of turned around and on my way back down i had to shoot and then you kind of get hit at the same time so my strategy was kind of bad mine was um if you yeah it's like you circle the guy and there's no it doesn't seem like there's a way to really not get hit there probably okay. is i just haven't figured it out yeah so, so what you try to do is like you you duck under him Okay, and then as you're coming back up, like at the height of the screen, you go to the very top. You shoot. You've got to have like a spread shot thing. Yeah. And uh, you hope your bottom one hits the top of his face, <laughs> and then you kind of gleam over him and come back down, and, and hopefully he doesn't hit you. I mean, if he does, then it just becomes like a war of attrition. Where it's like, you know, you take one from me, I take one from you. Okay. But. Uh, you know, like by the end of the last two times I beat the game, you know, it was pretty much I either had three bars of health or one bar of health. That, that makes me feel better. I thought my strategy was really bad, but that's exactly what I was doing. So I, I must have like the first time I played it, I must have died like seven times. Thankfully, <laughs> thankfully you can continue right there because it's just like, okay, because <laughs> yeah. you run right into the bad guys. Just oh, that, that, I guess there goes my health. But it's so funny because it's like. You've been building this game up, and you've been powering up your guys, and suddenly it's like it doesn't matter because <laughs> now we're con- going to combine your powers, and uh, it's, it's just going to be a big boss fight, anyways. It's like <laughs> you don't get to use any of your cool powers on the final boss. Uh, the final boss, and, and like you said, it was like a complete different game. The the, the, the feel of it was completely different. You're kind of hovering, you know. There was like a I don't know, there wasn't really a, a good... It's like you're in a skating in a way, the way the, the guy would move. And uh, it, was yeah. just, it was real fast. If you didn't if you didn't pay attention, you were dying within five seconds. This was It was like Dragon Ball Z. Or <laughs> yeah, like that. that's, yeah, exactly. Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> you're kind of fighting in the air. <laughs> exactly. Shooting stuff out of I your I guess hands. they're fighting in outer space. <laughs> Shooting which, magic out of their hands. Which, again, that storyline just, just totally... I don't know. It was just nutty. Which yes. is uh, one of the reasons my uh, achievements are so crazy. <laughs> Mine <Lie> too. <laughs> oh man, was there anything else? I kind of went over that fast. I didn't have a whole lot. Uh, to say so about we kind of skipped over. So okay, after the the six stages, uh, we didn't really talk about any of the bosses because the unique thing about this game is that every level has an end boss, yeah. and each stage only takes about a couple minutes to beat. Some of them are shorter than others, but some are just like you, you beat them in a couple minutes and you're already at the boss. And um, yeah, I mean, each boss, we can talk about a few of them. Like there's one that kind of looks like Mother Brain from Metroid <laughs> yeah. in the futuristic level. And uh, the strategy on that guy is there's a pillar right in the middle of the screen. If you stick yourself right there at that pillar, he's going to sh- shoot out like a pillar of electricity. And all you have to do is duck. You duck under it and then you jump as soon as the pillar of electricity passes you and then you can get him. Yeah. And you just keep on spamming and and do that and he's dead. But some bosses are not that easy. There's one boss where he's kind of like a... Is it the, rock, the rock guy? 
rock guy is kind of annoying. Yeah. You have to go to the very left of the screen. Yep. He throws those rocks. You kind of have to jump to get out of the way, but his head detaches. He's like a rock golem. And so he flies over. And so, you know, you're, you're jumping and then you have to duck to get out of his way. And like you were saying, just spam those. Uh, <laughs> she's still got four guys. Spam those uh, power-ups, the uh, the screen clears as soon as you can. It's kind of like in another game, like Shinobi. You know, you remember yeah. in Shinobi or Revenge of Shinobi where you just like you save your, uh, your ninjutsu at the end of the level. And that was another game where you're spamming power-ups and stuff. But uh, another boss that's like the, probably the most frustrating boss in the whole game, even more than the last boss, is the one. I think it's the the forest level. The forest level, like you get to the end of it, and it's like a hedgehog type creature or something yeah, like that, yeah. or like a rat creature. And he kind of spins, and you can't. He like jumps up, but his jumping pattern is kind of erratic, and so he'll jump and hit the ground, but you don't know how high he's going to jump really. I, I haven't really figured out his pattern. And I never really felt like that boss was hard. It just took forever because I, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't get hit much, but then I wasn't hitting him very much. That was kind of my problem on that stage. You have to have speed, though, because like on some of these bosses, if you don't have your speed built up, you're kind of walking around slow, like Castlevania Adventure style, like really <laughs> slow. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yeah. and it's just like you're just you're waiting for punishment, basically. Yeah. And my favorite boss is from the uh, the streets level, which is kind of hilarious because your boss looks like a straight up gang leader from one of the Streets of Rage game Final Fight or something. Yeah, or yeah, or kind of like Ninja Gaiden where he's kind of just jumping around. Yeah, of course he's like three foot taller than you are, but yeah, really all you gotta do there is kind of run under his jumps and uh, duck whenever he they. Can, he could rush towards you and knife you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I didn't. Didn't happen I couldn't as... figure out how to dodge that. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you I, could I just jump over him or what. Yeah, you, you probably could, but I, I usually did well enough throughout the uh, rest of the boss fight that, that that usually didn't kill me unless I was on my last bit of health. Do you remember the boss where it kind of reminded me of uh, if you ever played Spider-Man on Genesis? I guess it was like when you'd encounter Sandman. Yes. Yeah, that's what it, I totally thought of because uh, is it Sandman I'm thinking of, where you know so. he can kind of be a puddle of goo and he wanders around the screen and then he like pops up really high yeah and and that boss was rough because you had to hit it as soon as it came out and then as soon as it went down i, I really couldn't figure out how to shoot it wow it was... and the timing on doing your power up because some of these bosses like if they're in their shielded form you can't use your power up on them like yeah. you have to be in their exposed form and like him you have to hit him like in his midsection or something crazy like that exactly so that that one was a little rough and then uh was it Mother Brain you already talked about that shoots out? Yeah, yeah, shoots out. Shoulder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, so we didn't talk about, like, I think the the levels after the six levels you, you beat, like, those are those are some fun levels, too, like the uh, the, the Devil's World or whatever that is. Uh, that one where it, you know, you, you basically go through, like, a, a base. It's called, like, the Wicked World or something like that. And it's it's like a demonic cave. Yeah. And what was funny was the boss on that level like wasn't really that. Yeah, he really wasn't that bad. Yeah. Um, as I recall, in you know he he like drops fireballs down, but he wasn't too bad. And then the uh, the heavenly level, like that's my favorite level in the game, just because of that parallax scrolling effect going yeah. on. Now, did you ever fall through one of the? Um holes in that level it takes you right back down to the uh, demonic world 
pretty crazy. Really? Yeah. I did not notice that. Yeah, That's I, crazy. I don't know if I got distracted or if I was just really bad at jumping, but I did that and it took me right back down. I, I can't remember <laughs> if it was the beginning or what, but I thought, no, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> no. Oh man, it's not as bad as like Streets of Rage taking you back to like taking you back two levels. <laughs> no, no. Because no. <laughs> where that boss was so easy, it just but then it kind of frustrated me because. It was one of those games where I just wanted to hurry up and beat, to be honest, because I, I kept I kept starting it, and I wouldn't yes. get finished with it, and finally about yeah, four Yeah, especially on hard mode, and I was just like, oh, I'm <laughs> going to beat this. <laughs> Were there infinite continues on hard mode? Yeah, there's infinite okay. continues, but I was like, I want to beat this with as few continues as possible. So, like, <laughs> if I, first few times, like, if I lost everybody, and I hadn't gotten that far, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to restart it. But if I made some actual headway, that's when I'm like, okay, this is my, this is my run. <laughs> But, um, yeah, the only other boss I can really think of was um, there was one guy in one of the earlier stages where it's, like, a, a head and two fists. And so, like, he dropped down, like, uh, a spread shot projectile thing. Yeah. And he'd run around the screen, basically. You'd see his head and his fist kind of raining down stuff. You'd have to dodge everything. Yeah, and I think his the attacks from each one of his hands kind of altered. Like, we kind of went back and forth. And I remember getting right underneath his head. And kind of shoot yeah, you have to yeah. get right under his head yeah. or have a power-up that actually reaches over the fist. If you're playing as, like, Horatio with his uh, flame power, he's pretty much useless unless you're <laughs> right under his head. But if you have someone uh, like the uh, like Tiffany, she can use her tornado power-up. And I think if you get it powered up all the way, I think it has, like, a, a homing type effect. But I know she has kind of, like, a, an up... In, into the air attack so you might be able to beat him by doing that but that's pretty much most of the bosses I think the heavenly sky boss you know it's just a, a big guy who kind of jumps around the screen you pretty much if you stand as close to him as possible then uh, he won't be able to hit you that much it's when you get further away he'll start throwing a sword at you Yeah. but I mean after that point you get another little cutscene the game's like Oh, we've you know you've defeated the monsters with your powers, and by your powers combined, I am cap. <laughs> I mean, I'm Hyperion. Which I, f- I forgot to mention. You, have you played the game Borderlands before? Yes, that's okay. what it. I okay, that, okay. That that, uh, that brand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Borderlands, but um, yeah, I'm glad you went over the bosses. I completely just forgot about that. To be honest with you. <laughs> hey, that's all right. Yeah. Um. And, and you, we, we chatted a little bit about this just kind of offline there, uh, the music. Um, you seemed to really like the music, didn't you? Yeah, there were specific stages. like the uh, They reused some songs. Like um, I, I thought it had some good atmosphere, especially like the, the opening track of the game sounds kind of ominous. And mm-hmm. then the intro, like the actual cutscene track, where it kind of reminds me a little bit of Halloween with a repeated yeah. motif thing going on. And, and the character select screen, too. Uh, that, that's exactly what I had written down. Yeah, where it's like... <laughs> straight, I mean, a straight out of a scary movie. <laughs> exactly. And then, um, you know, kind of building some atmosphere. The only one I didn't care for quite as much was, like, when you get to the computer... The, the, uh, the future stage or, I think, the harbor stage that use the same music where it's just kind of, like, very quiet... And then it has like a melody that comes in, but it's not as memorable as some of the other stages. Like there's this one stage where it's like, 
like that's my favorite one it plays in the forest level and and, and I, uh and I, I love i love that because the I like that rhythm yeah and, and the noise that's emulating the bass drum is right on sync with like the bass kind of guitar part of the song which yeah. which being I, I used to play bass for years and that was always my my pet peeve was bass players that just did do 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 do. I love hearing yeah, bass. So I like syncopation. Oh, I love I love hearing bass follow the bass drum, especially like you know jazz and blues music. But it, it was kind of neat noticing that within a Genesis game because usually the instruments are just everywhere. You know, there's this this one's doing its own song, and this one's doing its own song, which kind of makes the music come together in a in a video game. But I, I really really liked that. It kind of had a nice drive to it. it. Really got me pumped. Yeah, there's there's some driving beats to this game, and I like the. Uh, the other fast rock song track, you know, had a nice little solo in it. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, um, like, if, it's not the best soundtrack. I mean, I cut this game some slack because it came out in 1990 and <laughs> they hadn't quite discovered the full potential of the Genesis sound-wise, but it's still leagues better than X-Men. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, that's, that's the benchmark. It's like, if it's better than X-Men, or it's better... <laughs> yeah, which you know, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> there, there's a, f- a few games on the Genesis where it's just like, oh, I, I love the Japanese developers that create their own sound engines, or at least it sounds like, you know, some eff- more effort was put into customizing the way they utilize the the FM. Yeah. Other than just like your stock Genesis sounds, because that just gets so boring after a while. Yeah, and that's that's what makes games like Streets of Rage 2 just so brilliant. The the way those sounds shaped within the song. There there was such a such a layered to it. I I don't know even how to explain it, but Yeah, layer, layered sounds, different yeah. instruments and just uh customization of those different frequencies and having really good samples too. Streets yeah. of Rage 2 had amazing samples. Oh sample. gosh, yeah. I w- I can hardly think, you know, the only sample I can think of in this game really was probably the you know, maybe the bass drum or the uh, the hi hat, yeah. but I don't know. You know, there wasn't really much sampling going on in this game. Yeah, and as far as sound effects go, I kind of got annoyed by the charging up sound, which I I did a lot. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And I, I think back to like uh, Mega Man X, which I kind of enjoyed the charging sound of of his blast <laughs> Buster Gun, whatever the world it's called. But this one just kind of got on my nerves. And I'm any game that's like that where I can charge up a weapon, I usually do. I usually have it charged up at all times, honestly. Um, which is one of the reasons I like uh, Marco so well because he had the kind of the lightning bolts that shot out in like two or three streams. See yeah, three see- streams, and you can. Well, it's cool is you can use that from the very from yeah. the get go. It's just yeah. that you can't spam it until you power them up. So, so you know, me playing the game that way, I was constantly holding that down, and it was just it was getting on my nerves pretty bad. So I wasn't a big fan yeah. of that. But I, I did one one note of sound effects I did like is when you would uh, kill a boss and it would blow up. It was kind of a satisfying explosion sound. I don't know. Yeah, and then you get that like that really happy, uh, almost like end of Golden Axe type music, where it's just like super duper happy fanfare music. Yeah, yeah. After you clear the stage, and it's I love the the sound of your your score counter going up. That's like one of my favorite sounds in any game. Like in Castlevania, you know, you get that orb. It goes. Whoop, yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, it's, it's like a, a counter just ringing up. That's cool. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of with you with the music. It, I, I kind of gave it some slack too. And there's a lot of those early early Genesis games I, I do that with. So this was definitely one of the ones that uh, I, I, I gave a little bit of slack too. But it, it was also pretty catchy. I, I liked the tunes. They they weren't 
they weren't anything I wanted to turn down. There's a couple games that I can play that I just turn the sound off completely because it just gets on my nerves. But th- this one was pretty good. I'll, I'll, I'll give it that. All right, man. Well, is there anything else about music you want to add? Uh, no. I mean, that was pretty much it, except for the fact that I love games that let you go into the options menu and go to the sound test. And yeah. this is one of those games. So you <laughs> yeah. can go straight to the sound test and, <laughs> and, and you know, you can check out each piece of music even if you don't beat the game uh, and, you know, sample all the sound effects while a track is playing. I used to love that in Sonic too, man. That that yeah. was my favorite thing to do is just go in there and that was how you unlock stuff too, <laughs> as I recall. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess that's about it for, for music-wise for me. Yeah, Sonic 2 soundtrack's awesome, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> love it love it I was hear also, what anyone says exactly I was also a big fan of Street Fighter 2 soundtrack I could, I could listen to those tunes for hours on Genesis or Super Nintendo so I kind of oh, did yeah. the kind of did the same thing with the uh, with the uh, music check whatever in the world they called that so. <laughs> the Genesis Gems Retro Extended Achievements All right, man. So you, you said you had some retrofitted achievements, right? Yes. Let me pull those up right now. All right. Because well. um, I actually got them, you know, laminated and sweet. Send them I out. Got them up my wall. Yeah. Mm. And and I need to send a warning out for mine. Um, if you've never seen the movie Kung Pao, which I asked Aaron, he hasn't, so he's not going to really get any of this. Uh, then you're just going to think I'm crazy. But uh, mine are all quotes from Kung Pao. I'm just going to go ahead and warn you there. <laughs> <laughs> I've only I only came up with three, so I hope that's okay. Well, that's fine. That's perfect. I came up with one or two a few episodes. So oh, okay. No shame cool. there. So I'll I'll <laughs> let you go first since you uh, already mentioned Kung Pao. All right, I got five. So uh, oh okay. <laughs> my first one is you all will refer to me by the name Betty, and this is a uh, beating a boss while taking no damage. The uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna explain this to you. The the main enemy in uh, Kung Pao was a guy, and he told everyone to call him Betty kind of stupid but it's funny anyways <laughs> <laughs> that's great um the next one you want me to go ahead and right oh uh, yeah just, okay. just burn through him go ahead okay the next one is it's it's a quote it says uh hmm i'll kill him i'll kill him dead like with with a rock or something like a like a stone and that's uh beating the rock guy boss <laughs> nice um the next one uh this one is uh the kind of the the, the female uh, person in the movie. This is a but chosen one. I'd like to help you, but I I I just can't. I I won't. Wee wee. Anyone watch the movie will get that. But uh, this is never using Tiffany in the game since uh, she didn't want to help the chosen one. Uh, <laughs> the next one is uh, you'll never make it. Never make it. Never make it. Never make it. Never. Don't you see you can't make it? And this is uh, using five or more continues in the game. And uh, the last one, <laughs> poor Aaron, he doesn't know what was going on here. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> the last one is, uh, I see the way you look at him. I'm a man too, you know. I go PP standing up. Uh, there's no achievement here. I just really like that quote. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could do this all day. <laughs> I could. It'd be the I, Kung Pao podcast. Uh, exactly. I think Rob watched Kung Pao, so maybe maybe he's listening at home, understanding what in the world I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, that's great! Now I I saw it's actually on YouTube, so it's, I, I thought it was on Netflix for a while. Also, I have to check it out. It, it, it's so stupid. They make fun of the old dubbing, and like uh, 
It'll show someone asking a question, and then it'll flip over to the next guy, and he'll literally move his lips for like a minute long, and then you'll just hear Niyato audio go, okay. <laughs> so it's, it's totally making fun of all that, the old Kung Fu stuff being redubbed. So it's really cool and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so here's an achievement for specifically for Tiffany, and basically with Tiffany, you don't want to level her up all the way. Because if you level her up to, I think, level 9, uh, her final form, her final power-up just isn't that great. But if you level her up just before that, close to the edge, then uh, her power-up's kind of like a, a spread shot, almost. Pretty good. So my achievement for that is uh, Grandmaster Flash, <laughs> the message, don't push me because I'm close to <laughs> the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> so that's my achievement for that. Perfect. You're, you're filling the void of Rob Luther well here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, so the other one is uh, one I mentioned earlier. When After you beat the heaven stage, it gives you a cutscene, And it's all like, oh, you know, you guys, you, you did it. You beat all these stages. And now we're going to take all the gems and take your powers. And by your powers combined, I am Captain Planet. And that's my... Because they're, they're all like elemental characters, mostly. Yeah. Uh, it, what's funny is, too, that if two or three... You know, if one of your characters dies, whatever. Like, on, in that cutscene, you won't actually see them. You'll just see their gem. Pretty interesting. Yeah, exactly. And, the, and but, uh, when, when you continue, I think you see them all, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And then um, the <laughs> last one I have is uh, kind of it, it's when you face off against Ashura. My final achievement is look but don't touch. Because <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you touch Ashura, your health meter just goes to zero yeah. like so fast. <laughs> I like it. I like the, there you uh, go. They're, those are my three achievements. I uh, came up with like 30 minutes before the show started. Yeah, awesome. I like that. <laughs> film, film the void of the music. Even, you even, go. even got the, the whole. I should have had a beat going behind you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> was that was that the one where they uh, they sampled that for a newer rap song too, right? The, yeah, I can't the, remember what it do, was do, though. Do, 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 do. Yeah, sounds like like a Dr. Dre song or something in the future. But <laughs> Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I, I can't remember who someone sampled it. They had to have by now. <laughs> that that keyboard part is just awesome. Yeah, yeah, I always like that song. I'm not much of a uh, hip hop guy, but I didn't. I know that. I've heard it in like a, in a Grand Theft Auto game. I can't remember which one, <laughs> but I've heard it before. Like Vice City, probably. Like, yeah, probably Vice City. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll go right on to the next segment, which is: Is it a gym? Is this game of Genesis Gym? Is it good or is it garbage? As far as critical reception goes, this one didn't have hardly anything. Like, I usually give it the Moby score, which the Moby score was completely blank for this game. There was a Moby rank because there were two or three reviews. Um, or, sorry, there was a Mo- I had it all wrong. I usually give a Moby rank and they didn't have one, but I had a Moby score, which the Moby score was 2.6 out of 5. Um, I know Sega 16 reviewed this game, and there's a couple other ones, but um, didn't really get the most uh, positive uh, reviews. Um, and since this game was so kind of unheard of, 
our listeners didn't have a whole lot of feedback. Um, I'll read the ones that were there that had actually played this. So, again, we always pose the question on our Facebook page and the group now. So I'm, I'm going to be pulling for both of these. You know, is this game a gem? Is it good or is it garbage? Um, uh, our friend Paul from your other podcast, yeah. uh, he says, it's just good but worth a look, not a gem, though. Um, Josh Dykeman, who uh, has been listening to this podcast for a while, big shout-out, Josh, he says, this game teeters on the line between good and garbage. If it weren't for some cheap boss fights, poor jump mechanics, and only an okay soundtrack, this game could have been a real gem. It feels like it wants to be Mystic Defender, but has some last battle type faults that keeps it from really shining. The game's difficulty is almost entirely because of cheap hits, both from enemies and especially bosses. And uh, Robert Potta says, good, Jim. I'm not really sure which one he picks there. <laughs> so maybe since he ended on Jim, he can... He can you know something I realized? We did not mention the two-player mode at all. No. <laughs> we... There is a two-player mode. I just <laughs> yes. imagine that would just be... That would lead to a fist fight. It's it's, ca- it's already a hard game. Yeah, it's chaotic because I plugged in my second controller, let my five-year-old son play, and it was pretty crazy because he kept dying and using up all the characters, of course. So. <laughs> it's, well, it's like uh, if you ever played a game like uh, Guerrilla War, at least you've got infinite continues. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love Guerrilla War. It was one of the very first games I ever beat. It's one of those games you can play with your kid because it, just don't tell them what it's about. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I had no clue. You know, these are these guys tied up. No, it was about Fidel Castro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry, side note. <laughs> I actually read it back in. I was just playing that game the other day. Love me some oh, S- cool. SNK games, but that's awesome. Um, so yeah, the listeners kind of chimed in. There wasn't a lot, like I said, but um, um, so they kind of collectively they said it was good. Uh, for me, um, to kind of go over a little list of pros and cons before I classify it uh, completely. Uh, the, the pros of this game, I I I liked it. I thought it was fun. Um, it's something that I dug into and played. You know, when I got killed, I didn't feel I didn't feel angry. I didn't feel like it was cheap or anything like uh, you know, some of our listeners did say. Uh, I felt like I knew what I did wrong, which is kind of a good thing. Um, I didn't get the patterns as well as I'd like to, but I think if I played it longer, I would have saw them. So uh, I did. I did like the overall gameplay. Um, like I said, I wasn't a big fan of the sound effects as cons, and uh, I don't know the, the graphics. Like I said, were were okay. They were good, but um, they weren't quite. They weren't quite up to what, what Sega is, what the Genesis was further on down the road. So, uh, really, overall, I'm, I, I like the game. I didn't hate it. I was, I was kind of, I was, I was, wasn't really teetering it either way. I kind of knew this game was just going to be good, as I'm going to say it is. It's not a gem, and it's not garbage. It's something I'll, I'll keep in my collection and play again. So, I'm going to classify it as just good. Yeah, and um, this is going to come to a shock to everyone, but uh, no, <laughs> I pretty much came to the same conclusion. Which is, it's, it's good. But I'll go over my, my reasoning, too. Uh, so, good things. I like the fact that you can, when you're in mid-jump, you can turn direction. Yeah. You know, it's that if someone's coming towards you and you're jumping forward. It's not like Castlevania where you have to commit to a jump. I like that. I like the fact that when you die, if you fall in a pit, another character, you know, when you have to pick another character to start up, they're actually floating in midair for like a couple seconds so yeah. you can get out of the way of the pit. I, I think that's a, a neat little feature. Uh, I like the the graphics, especially when you get far enough into the game. They have a little more character, but it's kind of a con too in that we mentioned this before. It, it kind of has more of an 8-bit feel than anything. You know, it people, these developers were trying to figure out, okay, what is the essence of a 16-bit game? You know, what makes it 16-bit? Is it the special effects from weapons? Is it 
you know, how many enemies we can put on the screen. And this game mostly felt like it could have came out, you know, on the Master System or Game Gear. Yeah. So, you know, on that note, I kind of a split, split decision there. But, you know, otherwise, uh, I like the music. I thought it was decent. It's not the best. You know, I've, I've heard some amazing music come out of the Genesis, but it's not garbage either. I think there are some solid songs on the soundtrack. And besides that, you know, I like that there was a variety of bosses. I like that, uh, you know, you had unique abilities. I didn't quite like that you had some weird arcs to your weapons and that, you know, when you fully power up something, that should be like God tier. Like that should be like really impressive and be able to just spam power ups onto the screen. (laughs) And the only one I really felt like that was with uh, uh, not Horatio, but the Marco. With Marco, like he was the only one I really felt like super powerful with. Because the problem with Leo was that like if you had him ultra powered up and he threw out his boomerang, like if he throws out his bo- boomerang, you can't do anything. You're a lame duck. You can't keep spamming anything. So weapons are kind of hit and miss. But you know, overall, I think it's a good game. Uh, it was kind of overlooked. I can kind of see why it's not a gem, but it's not garbage to me. I think it's a fun game that you could play with a buddy. I would definitely pick Nick because he's already played this game. Uh, <laughs> if you play it with a friend, make sure they played the game solo first or they will throw a controller and it will hit you in the head. I don't know. You still may throw a controller if you play with me. I'm still, yeah. I still don't feel like I'm the best at this game, but I, I can get around <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, and and I'm guessing when you play two player, like someone dies, you're like, better not lose another guy. Oh I've yeah. Only got three left. Yeah. It's, I couldn't it, imagine playing the original Ninja Turtles two player, especially when you get to that water section. Yeah. No it, way. And that's why I love playing like the Lego games with my son. Oh we, yeah. We we play. Uh, We'll play Super Smash Brothers and stuff together, and we'll we'll do the classic battles. And he'll die so fast against all these enemies. It, it, I, you know, he's five years old. I can't get mad, but I'm thinking, oh, I gotta take care of it all myself now. Yep. <laughs> With the Lego games, you just die as much as you want. And that doesn't matter. I mean, it's and eventually, you know, back then it was like you had to have a, a false sense, or you know, you had to re- a reason for people to come back or to get replay value out of a game. And now I think people have discovered that, oh, well, maybe it's the fun of playing the game with someone more yeah. so than like a game like Battletoads where it's like, oh, we're going to kill you for the fun of it. Yeah. And that's like, you know, we're going to punish you. This is the, the, the brilliance of uh, Activision and Skylanders because we play that game and I can use one Skylander the whole level. My son goes to like seven of them, which we don't have very many. So once he's done using all of his figures, you know, he's done. So that makes him want to go out and buy more. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Wait, a that's whole, a good thing. Yeah, yeah that, that's a whole another whole another uh, conversation there. That uh, that scheme, it's a fun game. You know but. the guys. Oh, this is going to be random Sega trivia, but the guys <laughs> who run that company, Toys for Bob, um, actually worked on a few Genesis games. Was that right? Uh, Star Control. Star Control. Okay. okay. Uh, was them, and the other guy who worked on that was Greg Johnson, who made Toe Jam and Earl. Sweet. Fun facts. Sweet. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I went on a random topic, and you pulled it back into Sega. That's right. <laughs> that's that's good stuff. <laughs> okay, so uh, Shadow Blasters is good. We'll lay the gavel down, and we'll say it's just good. 
So, yeah. Uh, the next game is actually Aaron's pick. Um, the, the way the rotation is going to go, it'll be a host pick, a fan pick, and then the random pick. So we're back around to the host pick. And Aaron picked this game here. We're going to drop the music for right now. See if you guys can guess this. I'm pretty excited about the next game. I, I hope someone, oh, yeah, yeah I've, I haven't played this for a while. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I shouldn't let my enthusiasm be a prediction, but uh, we're, we're, we're going to enjoy this game <laughs> one way or another. <laughs> yeah, it, it'll be fun. Yeah, I, I think. Like I, I said, I'll just shut up because uh, <laughs> if you read Facebook, you probably already know. If you <laughs> That's true. So we, we won't make this a secret too long. But uh, anyways, Aaron, uh, we'll go over where you can find us. You can catch us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Genesis Gems Podcast. And if you really, really, really want to uh, hang out with us and talk with us, we're very active on our new group. Uh, it's at facebook.com slash groups slash Genesis Gems. Uh, you can email us at genesisgemspodcast at gmail.com. I've been getting some very, very nice emails, and we appreciate that. There's a lot of uh, listeners out there who uh, I, I should have sent you some, Aaron. Um, they they all said they miss Raw, but they're really glad that you're uh, you know oh, cool. f- filling in. So good positive stuff going there, and I, I am too, if I haven't already told you that. It's been a, it's been very natural. It's it's one of those things where we haven't podcasted a lot together, but I feel like we have, so that's good. I, I don't feel weird when I talk to you, so that's been it's been really good for me. Listeners really like your input on things, so it was a good transition. I, I think everyone kind of everyone who emailed me said kind of the same thing that yeah we miss Rob, but Aaron's we're glad Aaron's aboard. So awesome, good stuff. Uh, you can check us at Twitter at Jen Gems. Uh, we are on iTunes. We are on Stitcher. And uh, again, if you'd like to support us in any way, we're not asking for money. We're asking you for to listen to the podcast to give us feedback and to send us a nice review on iTunes. That's really all, all I'm asking for. No money. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't really have much else to say, Aaron. You want to close with anything? Sure. Uh, I guess, you know, uh, you can always catch me, of course, Genesis Gems. I'm also on Retro Obscura with uh, Paul Stevenson. So, you know, same deal. We've got a Facebook there. We've uh, got a website, RetroObscuraPodcast.com. You can find us in all the usual spots. We're also on the Retro Junkies Network. And, uh, yeah, you know, keep playing Sega, guys. Absolutely. So uh, with that, we'll catch you later.